0: we continue our sermon series on praise so today we are going to base our sermon on Psalm 138 you know if you would have paid attention little attention to Psalm 138 as we were reading Psalm 138 is an unusual Psalm of David where he praises God for the ordinary expecting the extraordinary can you say that with me ordinary and extraordinary you know david started praising god for the ordinary in order to get into the extraordinary you know this is the whole theme of my sermon in fact this morning when we praise god for the ordinary the extraordinary will happen amen when we praise God for the ordinary, the extraordinary will happen. When you praise God for the usual, the unusual will happen. Amen. Can I hear an hallelujah? When we praise God for the usual, unusual will happen. In verse 1 through 3, David is telling what he knew about God and what he has experienced in his life and what he can do in his life but rest of the psalm verses 4 through 8 it's all about unusual things it's all about extraordinary things david is telling verses 1 to 3 this is what i know i'm praising you lord because i know this and from verses 4 through 8 he says i do not know all of this I don't know how you are going to do this, but I trust in you, I believe in you that you are going to do it for me. Amen. Can I hear an amen this morning? Hallelujah. David is telling, Lord, this is what I know. But there are so many things that I do not know. They are not usual, they are totally unusual. They are not just ordinary, they are extraordinary. But I'm giving you praise because You are going to do those extraordinary things. How many of you believe this morning that when you start praising for the natural, the supernatural things will happen, amen? When we praise God, God changes everything. You know, I believe this morning this is a true representation of a child of God. We know only certain things, but the rest, we don't know, only God knows. We try to do what we know, but the rest, God does there are areas we cannot go but god is the one who functions there you may be praying but you don't know, you don't know how it's going to happen but god is going to do it if we are faithful in what we can do god is going to be faithful in what he can do amen you know this morning god is calling us to praise him as he started this psalm, saying that let us praise god you know when we praise god God changes everything. God changes the ordinary to extraordinary. And he changes the usual to unusual. This morning I would like to title my sermon as usual and unusual praise. Usual and unusual praise. Psalm 138 can be sectioned in this way. can be divided in this way. There are five different sections that I could see in Psalm 138 verses 1 to 3. David is praising God for the usual reasons And then he is switching over to unusual things and verses 4 to 5. He talks about an unusual expectation It's not just an ordinary expectation It's a totally unusual expectation and then he moves on saying in verse 6. He talks about an unusual kindness Then was an unusual help coming from above And an unusual confidence that God has given to David in verse 6 unusual you know we are not talking about the rare occurrences of those things we are not talking about the rare things but we are talking about the strange things the extraordinary things the abnormal things that God only can do in our lives amen Psalm 138 verses 1 to 3 let's read it again now we'll Pay more attention. We are going to read the usual things for which the David is praising God, the psalmist is praising God. What are those usual things? Verses one to three: I will praise you with my whole heart, before the gods I will sing praises to you. I will worship toward your holy temple. Those things which are known to us and praise your name for your loving kindness and your for your truth, for because you have magnified your word above all your name verse 3 in the day when i cried out you answered me and you made me bold with the strength in my soul so we see unusual sorry the usual reasons for which david is praising god so verses 1 to 3 they talk about the usual reasons can you say that with me usual reasons so here he says, "I will praise you wholeheartedly." That's how he's starting this scripture. I will praise you with my whole heart." So David is saying, "Lord, when I come to, come to your presence, Lord, maybe in a church setup, or maybe in my prayer closet, or maybe when, I was, when I'm driving, when I start praising you, I will praise you." How? Wholeheartedly. Listen to me. With the right intention, I will praise you. With the great passion that I have, with that passion, I will praise you. Lord, I will praise you outward, with an outward expression, matching with my inward impressions. I will praise you with an outward expression, matching with my inward motivations. You know, these are all important things when we praise God we don't want to praise God just putting up a show there we want to praise God because you know our inward intentions must be matching with what we do outside when you lift up your hands you are not just lifting up your hands you are just lifting up your whole being you are just lifting up your whole heart into God David is saying Lord I will praise you this is what I do I do usually I praise you wholeheartedly then he says I praise you unashamedly he says before the gods i will praise you he says in front of people i will not hesitate to give praise to you he's saying that i'm not ashamed to tell about you i'm not ashamed to declare your praises i'm not ashamed to talk about you lord i'm not ashamed at all you know in fact praising god is our duty that's what bible says praising God is the duty of the angels praising God is our duty and God expects us to praise him you remember a scripture that Jesus told in Luke chapter 9 verse 26 he says for whoever is ashamed of me can you read that with me for whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him the son of man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his father's and of the holy angels today if we are ashamed to praise god in front of gods in front of people in front of authorities god is saying that jesus is saying that even he will forsake us he will he will be ashamed to present us before god the father in heaven david is saying i praise you lord unashamedly let's move further and he says i will worship toward your holy temple what does it mean saying that you know this morning this this sermon may not be a great sermon it may not this may not really bring goosebumps to you but this sermon will make you to think amen this is a study combined sermon he's saying i will worship toward your holy temple god he's saying that i will not praise and worship somebody else i will not praise a man i will not praise an angel i will not praise and worship a saint but i will worship toward your temple temple is the place where god is residing where god is present you know today when you want to worship god we know god is in heaven and he is everywhere his presence is there right there when you kneel down and pray when you look into him when we start worshiping God praising God with the right heart with the right attitude we find God there and God saying He is expecting us to praise only him nothing else a man cannot come in between somebody else cannot come in between God wants us to praise him only him and David is saying that my praise to you is exclusive I'm not praising anybody else you may thank people for the good things that they have done but they are not praiseworthy people are not praiseworthy angels are not praiseworthy saints are not praiseworthy no one else is praiseworthy other than our living God amen this morning David is telling us I will exclusively praise you and he's praising for what he's praising for his loving kindness amen loving kindness You know, God has been good to us. We read, because of his mercies, we are not consumed. His compassions fail not. David is saying, Lord, you have been so faithful, so good to me, Lord. You have been too good to me, Lord. We sang this morning, Lord, you are good. You are good. You are so good. Because of God's goodness. Psalm 63, verse 3. Because your loving kindness is better than life my lips shall praise you what does it mean my loving god's loving kindness is better than life what does it mean his love his kindness is better than everything that life could offer to us today he's such a good god you know, this morning, David is impressing our hearts this morning with the goodness of God. And he's saying that his, his loving kindness is better than my life. Anything, any good thing that can come forth my life, there are no way that they, they can be compared with the goodness of God, the loving kindness of God. And he goes on and he says, I'm praising you for the truth, Lord. You know, the kindness and truth working together in this, in this scenario. If it is only truth, We are condemned to death because truth justifies us truth you know judges us it's not just only truth it is his kindness and truth the truth is putting us in the right direction and his kindness even though we fall even though at times we falter even though at times we backslide his kindness takes us you know what amazing god we serve he with his truth and with his kindness he is able to take us forward and david is realizing this fact and he is praising God. And then he says, Lord, you have magnified your word above your name. You have magnified your word. I'm praising you because, Lord, you have magnified your word above all your name. We know the names of God. We know you know He is El Shaddai, He's God Almighty. We know He's El Elion. He He's the Most High God. We know a couple of many other different names. Can you just name one or two names of God? What else we know? Jehovah Nizi, Lord, you are my banner. What else? Jehovah Rapha, Lord, you are the God who heals. We know many other. He is Adonai. He is Jehovah Shammah He is Jehovah Shalom. You know, there are many names we know about our God and we know the power that is attached that is associated with the name of god you know every name has a significance if you go to the old testament book and turn those books and those pages you will find every name has its own significance in the right moment people of god they were dealing with god and they named our god you know the name is so powerful and the name is a representation of god himself and here david says his word what is that word the word that was spoken the word that create created everything the word that brought things into existence the word that came down as a flesh the word that that once was once it was with the father but it came down in flesh the word was spoken by jesus as a gospel and the disciples and today all around the world the same word is spoken today as a gospel and david says god honor those words Beyond the highest honor his name could possess God honors those words that we talked about beyond the highest honor his name could possess and he says Lord you have magnified your word above all names and then he says Lord you answered my prayer in verse 3 we read in the day when I cried out you answered my prayer do we have any witness in this house that you cried out to god at some point of time and god answered your prayer anybody here amen 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 there are times we cried out to god god answered our prayers and david is saying i will praise you because you are a prayer answering god you heard my voice lord and you answered my prayer and then he says lord and he says in fact in the end of verse three and made me bold with strength in my soul It was not a physical strength that was needed it was a momentary boldness that you know that was needed for that moment have you come across in your life you know at times you are so down but you need a momentary boldness to you know make things happen otherwise you would have perished in that situation and god gave you that momentary boldness you know to move forward amen you know we keep hearing testimonies after testimonies and david realized that in his life God gave him that momentary boldness that was needed at that moment and David is saying Lord I will praise you Wholeheartedly, I will praise you unashamedly. I will praise you Exclusively for your loving kindness for your truth for your word for answering my prayer and you know making me bold I will praise you Lord David is praising God for the usual things that could happen in any in the life of any child of God when you praise God for simple things like this that we know about our God and for the blessings that we receive from God it starts affecting things when we make such praises for the usuals and the ordinary things your praise now starts affecting things your praise affects you first of all when you start praising God you will free the grace of God filling your heart it affects you, it affects us and when we start praising God it affects God it affects the enemy it affects the situation and brings extraordinary things can I hear a name in this morning if you understand this truth when we start praising God for the natural things for the usual things for the ordinary things it changes things in your life it changes our lives it changes our God when I say change our God God is an unchanging God but he's the same God he looks at someone whose heart is broken he turns his attention towards somebody whose god heart is broken and the praise that comes out of a broken heart attracts god and forces and constrains god to do something on behalf of you on the face of this earth it affects our enemy and it affects our situation and changes things psalmist is saying here i will praise you god for what i know about you with what I could do things in my life but that's all I know Now, Lord I'm expecting the unusual I am expecting the extraordinary what are those extraordinary let's continue to read Psalm 138 verses 4 and 5 all the kings of the earth shall praise you Oh Lord when they hear the words of your mouth yes they shall sing of the ways of the Lord for great is the glory of the Lord now he is moving switching into an extraordinary things what is the unusual expectation let's talk about it unusual expectation of david here you know you all have we all have an unusual expectation in our lives verses four and five what is the expectation three expectations all the kings praise you can you read that with me all the kings praise you let them hear the word all the kings sing your ways i want you to think about all the kings they were there during the time of david i want you to think about all the leaders today today they are there in the different nations today all the world leaders what is the unusual expectation of david let all the kings praise you lord let them hear your word let them sing your way this is the expectation of a child of god amen this morning i want you to get into the spiritual truths You know we want to see godly men and women coming in power don't we we want to see godly men and women coming in power and ruling the nation i want you to align your heart with the heart of david this morning we want to see righteous ruling the nations all the kings praising god is an unusual expectation even in the time of david they were wicked kings they were ruling the nations you remember right those wicked kings they were always against the children of god even today if you take all the world leaders they are not all following god they are all not following god psalm 37 verse 35 the psalmist is crying out here i have seen the wicked in great power and spreading him like a native green tree i have seen the wicked coming in great power and spreading his wings like a native tree the unusual expectation of the church the unusual expectation of a child of god should be let the leaders praise you lord let them lord hear the word let them sing of your ways an unusual expectation of a child of god or the expectation of the church we want to see righteous ruling the nations Proverbs chapter 29 verse 22 says if you can read that with me when the righteous are in authority what will happen the people rejoice but when a wicked man rules the people grown i'm not talking about anybody i'm not talking you know relating my sermon to some individual i'm talking i'm giving you the word of god you know we want to see righteous ruling the nation even if some people are not righteous we want them to hear the word of god and we want them to sing the ways of god you know that is the same desire that you and i have today which is same as the desire that david had on the other day this is something that man cannot do you and i can praise god for what he has done and what we know but this is something that is only god can do when we start praising god in the natural we see god moving supernaturally and start doing extraordinary things amen what is your usual or unusual expectation today some of your family members are not following god maybe your husband maybe your children they're walking away from god What is your unusual expectation this morning David's unusual expectation Lord let the Kings praise you let the Kings sing your praises let the Kings let the rulers Lord and let them listen to your word this morning that may be your unusual expectation that your family wants to serve God your family members want to follow God God wants you to keep those unusual expectations start praising for God for the usuals let's move further Psalm 138 verse 6 though the lord is on high yet he regards the lowly but the proud he knows from afar unusual kindness we talked about an unusual expectation but in verse 6 we see an unusual kindness the kindness that god shows towards those who humble themselves you know god's consideration God's favor, God's unusual kindness towards the humble. You know, there's a great divine favor for those who humble themselves in the kingdom of God. But at the same time, there is a great rejection or condemnation or disapproval for those who are proud in the kingdom of God. You know, this morning I want to talk a little bit about this aspect. Proverbs chapter three verse thirty-four says, Proverbs 3, 34, surely he scorns. Who scorns? Who mocks? God mocks at the mockers, or God mocks at those who are proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Amen. He gives grace—an unusual kindness of God. We see coming upon those who humble themselves remember the parable that jesus spoke about a very beautiful parable of two men coming two individuals coming into the temple of god to pray to pray let's read those scriptures luke chapter 18 beautiful scriptures luke chapter 18 verses 10 to 14 shall we read that together two men went up to the temple to for what to pray one was a pharisee and the other one was a tax collector so we know the story very well and what the pharisee did the pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself with himself god and what did he pray god i thank you that i'm not like one like the other man sorry i'm not like yeah the other man right who is the other man the tax collector lord how his prayer started his prayer lord i thank you that i am not like the other man okay so it's morning if i come to church and i take the microphone and i start praying saying that lord i thank you lord because i'm not like rishab how do you feel about it lord i thank you lord because i'm not like somebody else the pharisee did exactly the same thing he prayed and he thanked god saying that i'm not like the other man what what are the attributes that he showed to the other people extortioners a person who threatens others to get money i thank god because i'm not somebody like that i'm not an unjust person i'm not an adulterer or even i'm not like this tax collector i thank you god that was a prayer of somebody and what is happening there in the other with the other man? Verse 13 says, and the tax collector, and he also said, I'm regular in my giving, I'm giving my tithes regularly. It's a good thing to give tithe. But he wants to stand on his righteousness, his own self-righteousness. And he says, and what happened to the other man and the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven. And he says, But he beats in his breast and saying god be merciful to me a sinner let's read verse 14 too. i tell you jesus is saying this man went down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted i want you to pay an attention to the prayer that he made there a simple prayer, the previous scripture. And what was the prayer, God? Be merciful to me, as sinner." The most powerful prayer in the whole Bible is this: The most powerful prayer in the whole Bible is what we read God. Be merciful to me, as sinner. You know, this prayer can bring heaven down. This prayer can bring healing in your body. This prayer can, you know, solve your problems. This prayer can put the broken heart together. What is the prayer, God? Be merciful to me, a sinner. When you praise God, when we humble ourselves, we see the unusual kindness of God coming upon our lives. God cannot show this unusual kindness to somebody who is puffed up. With pride you know pride is a sin as I said if you want to talk a little bit about pride here pride is a sin that keeps people away from hearing the truth we see so much of pride today even among us pride is very dangerous pride is very destructive Proverbs 16:18 says pride goes before what destruction pride before goes Just our fall is right there. Pride goes before a haughty spirit before a fall. Now I want to quote something here this morning from the life of Jonathan Edwards. Some of you may know one of the American theologians, and and he was also a great revivalist. And he was the main cause of revival in the mid-18th century called the Great Awakening. If you know the history of revival a little bit. And he wrote an essay saying this and this is what he says in his essay. This is what his title of the essay: Undetected Spiritual Pride. One cause of failure in times of great revival. You know, we are all praying for revival, amen. We all want to see the work of God. Are you with me this morning? We all want to see the work of God thriving. We want to see revival happening. And Jonathan Edwards says one cause of failure in times of great revival is an undetected spiritual pride you know when i was going through this it was really useful for my soul i want to share with you this morning and he says he lists down seven symptoms of spiritual pride number one he says symptoms of spiritual pride fault finding remember jesus told you deal with the plank that is in your eye before trying to take a speck from somebody else's eye. And this was speaking to me, it was useful to me, I don't know about you. Fault finding is a symptom of spiritual pride. Before we try to find something else in somebody else's life, God wants us to look at us, our own life. Symptom, it may not be a pride by itself, but it may be a symptom that can lead us into sin. Number two, he says a harsh spirit. When Paul writes to Galatians, he was saying that, you know, we need to be, if somebody is making a mistake, somebody is falling apart, we need to have a gentle spirit. Not really to condemn somebody, but we need to have a gentle spirit to help him, to restore his life back. Amen? you know god wants us to have that gentle spirit if we don't have that gentle spirit if we are harsh in our spirit jonathan edwards is saying that you have a symptom of pride in your life i want you to think about this this morning i want you to just put that and you know your your own life with that and see Thirdly, he says superficiality or putting on pittance i'll help you here try to understand what it is and edwards writes spiritual pride often causes person to act different outwardly superficiality are putting on pretence that simply means two different lives double life you know that's the deception we are talking about and god wants us to have one life that is transparent before god i need that grace you need that grace Symptoms of pride and he says goes on. He says defensiveness number four if you have defensiveness within you <coughs> Excuse me. You have a symptom of pride <clears throat> Your know, true humility is not really get into defense get down to defense or get down to defensive mode and At times you know people cut them off shut them down completely when there is a correction is told or when there is a rebuke instead Jonathan Edwards is saying if you continue to do your good if you continue to depend on the mercy of god in spite of correction coming to you in spite of rebuke coming to you if you don't defend if you accept and if you humble yourself there is a symptom that you are doing good. otherwise we have a symptom of pride you know it is very important to all of us this morning as we try to build our spiritual work with the lord number five he says presumption before god Presumption before God in the simple words if I want to put it this way God's presence at times becomes so familiar to us God's presence becomes so familiar to us Church becomes so familiar worship seems to be so familiar We take things for granted and Jonathan Edwards says if we have that attitude within you you have spiritual pride inside of you he writes this way he says some greatly rejoice before God but have no respect for God today we see millions worshiping God without having any respect their reverence for God Psalm 2 verse 11 says worship the Lord how do we need to worship God worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice in his presence with what with trembling. you know that fear has been taken out of our lives and jonathan edwards is saying that presumption before god if you take things granted if god's presence becomes so familiar for you you don't feel the the, 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 the you don't feel any reverence to god any respect to god you know sometimes we make mistakes we make mistake by taking god's presence so granted six he says desperation for attention he says we have pride if you're desperate for attention pride is hungry for attention respect appreciation and pride expects us to be worshipped at times and god says if we have that attitude that's the beginning of our fall you know may it be a positive attention or it may be a negative attention listen to me carefully always talking about you know what we have achieved what God has done always talking God has done is good giving glory to God is good certainly good but always talking about the great things that we do for God we try to seek positive attention and he says it's a symptom that you have pride negative attention always complaining what we don't have we try to gain attention by complaining what we don't have always murmuring complaining trying to take negative attention he says it's the beginning of our fall both seeking positive and negative attention it's a symptom that we have pride finally he says neglecting others preferential treatment to people not talking to anybody only selective people you know god doesn't really like that god hates those things you know says sometimes we shake hands and we look over the shoulder to somebody else because we don't want to talk to that person with whom we're shaking hands. And we find, try to find out who, whom else I can talk to. Right? Neglecting others. And he says, You know, we may be having more struggles in our lives. I have more struggles. When we have such a pride, how can we expect the unusual, unusual kindness of God to come over our lives? Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. You know, this is how David is, or the psalmist is crying to God. I'm reading from ESV, English Standard Version 23, Psalm 139. He says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts, O God, and see if there is anything that is grievous, way that is found in me. And Lead me to the way of everlasting Lord do not help me do not take me from this point. Oh God if I have any of those prides that are listed Lord God If I have any of those in my life Lord because I know that is taking me towards distraction This morning God will show the unusual kindness on us if we humble ourselves Psalm 138 verse 7 though I walk in the midst of trouble You will revive me you will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. Not just an unusual kindness and unusual help. Remember where David started, praising God for the usual, praising God for the ordinary. Now he moved on to the unusual realm, and he showed his unusual expectation. He told, talked about the unusual kindness of God, and now he is saying the unusual help. Though I walk in the midst of the trouble i'm walking in the midst of the trouble but lord i expect an unusual help from me you know trouble from everywhere but if we praise god for the usual the extraordinary the unusual will happen in our lives trouble from within us trouble from outside trouble due to this due to sin in our lives trouble due to satan trouble due to people in this world Trouble due to the fallen nature of this world. There are troubles that are known to us. There are troubles that are not known to us at all. There are troubles that we, have, we face today because of our enemies. We have known enemies. We have unknown enemies. You know, there are people who appear to be good. They try to stand alongside of you. But those people, they will look for an opportunity to dig your grave david is exactly saying i'm living in the midst of people like this lord there are people they are waiting to rejoice over your fall and david is saying i need an unusual help lord in this situation and he says though i walk in the midst of trouble you will revive me you will stretch out your hands against my enemies lord this is an unusual favor because we are walking in those unknown areas in our lives you never thought that your neighbor is such a you know such a person who will do things against you you never thought that you know your relationship is will be destroyed because of that individual we never had an idea but god is saying david is crying to god lord i need an unusual help lord in this situation because i do not know psalm 23 i really like this verses psalm 23 verses 4 and 5 if you can read that with me can you read together hey, though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil unusual help for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me verse 5. you prepare eh? can you just out loud read this verses this verse. you prepare eh? table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup runs over an unusual help an unusual help that you need and i need we talked about the unusual expectation unusual kindness unusual help finally psalm 138 verse 8 the lord will perfect that which concerns me your mercy o lord endures forever do not forsake the works of your hands what is he saying here david is talking about an unusual confidence what is an unusual confidence saying that the lord will perfect or complete his plan concerning me you know this is an assurance that you need to have and i need to have otherwise the enemy will override you what is the assurance that we need to have? Lord, you will perfect and you will complete. You know, these are a couple of things that is not really taught in the churches today. But you, you need that strength. You need that confidence in God to know that he who has started the work, good work in you will complete it. Psalmist has an unusual confidence in God saying, God, I know for sure you will take care of me you know i believe in the scripture david is reminding himself of a covenant that he made with god davidic covenant we read that in second samuel if you want to go there second samuel chapter 7 verses 12 to 14 and 16 we read a covenant that god is making with david by sending prophet nathan to david it's known as davidic covenant and what is that covenant god speaking to david when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers i will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and i will establish i will establish his kingdom verse 13 he shall build a house for my name and i will establish the throne of his kingdom forever verse 14 i will be his father and he shall be my son if he commits iniquity i will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men verse 16 and your house and your kingdom shall be everlasting forever before you So shall be established forever before you your throne shall be established forever amen you know this morning god is telling us that God had made a covenant with you. God had made his promises come alive in your life, and he will fulfill that. You know, we need to have that confidence. He's a covenant-keeping God. God is telling that David, you have many enemies, you got people trying to kill you, destroy you. They are against your kingdom. But always remember that I am a covenant-keeping God. An unusual confidence is coming in the life of David and how many of us think that when our life will end suddenly that everything get wasted what we have done in our lives if my sickness is leading to me death i may have to leave the earth without achieving anything for you god if something happens to me today whether i'll be in heaven or hell who can guarantee that all that my yearned will be inherited by my children, that not somebody may not take it. We have so many questions within us and God is telling us that you need to have a confidence in God. That unusual confidence that God will take care of you until the day that God had appointed for you on the face of this earth. And God is saying this unusual favor is upon you. He wants you to have, us to have, that unusual confidence in God. As David is saying, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Paul writes later in his life in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. We'll read this and close. And this is what he says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Can you read together? Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You know, this is the confidence that God wants us to have. We talked about an unusual expectation. We talked about an unusual kindness. We talked about an unusual help. We also talked about an unusual confidence that you have and I have on Lord God. Amen. Shall we all arise this morning as we close? As we summarize. When we praise God for the ordinary, the extraordinary will happen when we praise God for the usual we see the unusual happening when we praise God wholeheartedly when we praise God unashamedly when we praise God exclusively for all the good things that God has done in our lives uh, there comes an unusual expectation within us there comes an unusual kindness of God from above there comes an unusual help from above There comes an unusual confidence in within you that you will see your children and children's children. You know, this is a promise of God. This morning, God wants us to get strengthened in him. Hallelujah. Shall we just close our eyes this morning as we pray to him? Thank you, Lord.